Manna or Meatloaf, episode 37, What Gifts? Hello, hello. It's Christmas next week, and I hope you've all been blessed with an added measure of the Christmas spirit this year. We could all certainly use it right as we wrap up the year 2020. Here in Utah, we finally got some snow. It's beautiful. So it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. <laughs> okay, so this week as we're wrapping up presents, we're also wrapping up our Come Follow Me study of the Book of Mormon. And chapter 10 of Moroni is one of my favorite chapters of all time in any book anywhere. I know I'm not alone, right? And as a result, it just felt like an obvious place to focus on this week because it talks a lot about gifts. Now, I know that this has been mentioned repeatedly in other podcasts, and I almost changed my mind when I heard several of my most favorites, but I hope you don't listen to the beginning of this and think, oh, another podcast about gifts, because I promise it won't be the same. This came straight from the old noggin, and I'm pretty excited about it because it made me think think and consider a few things I had never considered before. And I hope it invites you to pause and give some thought to what I'd like to share with you now. As I reminisced about gifts, I remembered a few of the favorite gifts I'd been given and those that I've had a hand in bestowing. A few that stand out in my mind were the simple ones that were given unexpectedly, like many years ago, the CD to a country song that reminded Doug of me, so he wrapped it up. He does not wrap presents, people. (laughs) And after all the gifts were given and the quiet post-Christmas filled our home, he put it in the boombox. Yeah, that's how long ago it was and danced with me in the kitchen. Our kids were really young, and they just sat there forever and watched us. When we stopped, they wanted us to keep going. I'll never forget the looks on their faces. As a young teenager, I remember one Christmas where we thought all the gifts had been opened, and my dad told me to look harder. I found a small box wrapped by him. He also doesn't wrap presents. (laughs) Must be a man thing. And inside of it was a bottle of Sierra perfume. My mom didn't know anything about it. It was just such an unsolicited sweet gift. I think two of the gifts that we gave that made our children light up over the years, and I just hope that we taught them enough about the gifts that matter the most. Christmas is a wonderful time to reflect on the gifts in our lives, the ones received, and the eternal ones that didn't come adorned with shiny paper and bows that weren't found under the tree on Christmas morning. Today, I'd like to invite you to think about two words, and we're going to have some punctuation fun, people. Again, I hope this exercise causes you to think. The two words are, what gifts? Then I want you to add a question mark at the end of those two words. So it sounds like, what gifts? I was on social media a few weeks ago, and I saw a very positive quote about ours being a god of miracles. Now, the post had lots of comments, one of which, unfortunately, wasn't so positive. The gist of that comment was that in a world full of so much darkness, how could one possibly believe that God was doing any good? This person certainly couldn't see it. It made me feel so bad, but I know this person isn't alone in their thinking. Is it possible that even us who believe, and we believe that with our whole hearts, find sometimes that we can focus on the negative and allow those thoughts to overshadow the realities of the goodness of God? 
My sincere prayer is that none of us ever find ourselves thinking even for a second what the person who shared that comment did. What gifts? Now, I want you to repeat again, what gifts? And add an exclamation point and maybe even capital letters. This sounds like what gifts? Exclamation point, exclamation point. God is truly the giver of every good gift. I know that, and I know that you know that. But let's get back to the basics. With the death toll continuing to rise due to COVID, how grateful and how fully do we recognize the gift of life? A third of the hosts of heaven didn't even get bodies or the opportunity to come to earth due to their rebellion. We get to see, touch, hear, smell, and love. Even those with impairments can find some gift from God to recognize and attribute to Him. What about our beautiful earth and this wonderful place that we have to learn, grow, improve, and repent when we fall short? What gifts of eternal progression and the infinite atonement of Jesus Christ, which gives us the gifts of life after death and makes all things possible? There is, as you well know, opposition in all things. W. Clement Stone said, quote, For every adversity, there is a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. End quote. So our challenge then becomes to see it, even if we have to stretch. Yes, we have darkness, but oh, what gifts are the light that can dispel the darkness. Yes, we have poverty and lack, but what gifts? Gifts are the good people that help, lift, and serve to aid in suffering. Yes, we have political unrest and uncertainty, but what gifts are the truths of the scriptures and the voice of the prophets that reassure us of the great plan of salvation and happiness that will ultimately win the battle of good and evil? Yes, there is loneliness, suffering, heartache, despair, but what gifts? gifts God has given us in the life of His only begotten Son, that because of that incredible gift, Jesus Christ, Son of Mankind, the great Jehovah, the Almighty God, can bear our burdens for and with us if we let Him. What gifts these are! Elder David A. Bednar gave a wonderful talk in General Conference in 2005. It was titled, The Tender Mercies of the Lord, and he spoke of the great gifts these tender mercies are to us. He said, quote, The tender mercies of the Lord are real, and that they do not occur randomly or merely by coincidence. Often the Lord's timing of His tender mercies helps us to both discern and acknowledge them, end quote. Surely each of us can identify and recognize the tender mercies the Lord has granted us in our own lives. Elder Bednar goes on to say, quote, We should not underestimate or overlook the power of the Lord's tender mercies. The simpleness, the sweetness, and the constancy of the tender mercies of the Lord will do much to fortify and protect us in the troubled times in which we do now and will yet live. When words cannot provide the solace we need or express the joy we feel— when it is simply futile to attempt to explain that which is unexplainable, when logic and reason cannot yield adequate understanding about the injustices and inequalities of life, when mortal experience and evaluation are insufficient to produce a desired outcome, and when it seems that perhaps we are so totally alone, truly we are blessed by the tender mercies of the Lord and made mighty even unto the power of deliverance." End quote. I love the end. I loved it when he said we could be made mighty even unto the power of deliverance. 
I choose to believe that doesn't include just the day of our salvation, but also deliverance from not fully recognizing or not seeing what gifts we've been blessed with in all their forms, even the difficult ones. Okay, so let's do it again. Thinking this time about the gifts, the spiritual gifts we've been given. I talked about this in episode 28, Let's Make Magic, but it's so worth revisiting because we can be our own worst critic a lot of the times, right? Without a doubt. So what does it sound like when we fail to develop or worse yet to even see those gifts he has inherently blessed us with and say, what gifts? I don't have any gifts. Or, well, she's got the lion's share of the gifts that I would have liked, right? (laughs) Elder Marvin J. Ashton once said, One of the great tragedies of life, it seems to me, is when a person classifies himself as someone who has no talents or gifts. When in disgust or discouragement, we allow ourselves to reach depressive levels of despair because of our demeaning self-appraisal, it is a sad day for us and a sad day in the eyes of God. End quote. It is my genuine hope that none of us will fall guilty of this, but I also hope I'm not the only one who has. Elder Jean R. Cook gave a BYU devotional in 1984 entitled Trust in the Lord, and he said, quote, One of the greatest processes you are in now is to discover yourself, to find those gifts and capacities God has given you. He has given you great talents, the smallest part of which you have just begun to utilize. Trust the Lord to assist you in unlocking the door to those gifts. Some of us have created imaginary limits in our own mind. There is literally a genius locked up inside each of us. Don't ever let anyone convince you of the contrary. End quote. Now, let's try it again and look how the lens focuses differently. And sadly, this might actually be harder for us than even the previous experiment. So maybe stand in front of the mirror to give yourself a good old-fashioned stare down. Now repeat after me. What gifts! Exclamation point! Capital letters! Do you see the gift that God gave the world when it was blessed by your birth? Do you see what He sees? What those around you see? What those who love you see? And if you don't, can you? Look at you standing there and don't stop till you can name at least a few. Don't you recognize those arms and hands that have rocked babies, wiped fevered brows, cleaned, cooked, and served your families? What about those eyes that see the needs of others or those who need a cheerful smile? Those legs that carry you forward in faith. Yep, you were packaged perfectly by someone who does it right every single time. One of my great satisfactions is to see the spiritual gifts that our children were blessed with and how they are developing, growing into, and using them to share with others. B has a gift for dreaming and reaching her goals and inspiring others on her way, not to mention the loving mother that she is. Her husband, Austin, is a nurturer and has the gift of being gentle yet strong. Drake has been blessed with incredible faith. I remember when he was a young man walking into his room where he had his scriptures open over his neck. He had a sore throat and knew that his faith was such that he could pray it away. (laughs) And guess what? He did. Heather's been blessed with the ability to make people comfortable and is an amazing mother and teacher. Mitch shares his light and laughter with everyone who knows him, and he has a great capacity for love. 
His sweet wife, Abby, has the gift of listening. She has incredible compassion and is a wonderful support. Allie has been gifted the knack for nurturing and all things domestic creation. (laughs) And Kyle has a gift for being a wonderful planner, and he has a real skill for finance. So what are your gifts? And even more importantly, do you see what gifts they are and that can be utilized for the good of mankind? If not mankind, what about your family or those in your direct sphere of influence? Last, I want you to ask, what gifts can you give? Question mark. And the very last twist, I want you to recognize what gifts you can give. Exclamation point, exclamation point. We are the only ones who can use the gifts available to us and the spiritual gifts we've been blessed with to bless others' lives. And I believe our Father in Heaven is counting on us to do just that. I want you to know that each of you listening is a gift to me. I appreciate the time you spent with me this year, and I hope you have the very merriest of Christmases and make time to consider what gifts you have and can give away this year. I wish you a Merry Christmas, I wish you a Merry Christmas, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. (laughs) 